This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 26. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan. Michael Kaplan. Still here. Subdued Michael I'm, Kaplan. Well, I was, you caught me unawares there with that intro. I was <laughs> barely picked up the microphone. I, I fired it up. Yeah, let's go. All right, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at M.I. Kaplan 11. Yeah, that's well, me. Why, why the 11? I named it. it I, I chose my handle based on Tim McCarver, catcher for the Phillies when I was born, and Ooh. caught the the best moment of when I was three years old that I remember well. When we won the World Series, he caught the ball from Tug McGraw. Wasn't he also an announcer? Yeah, he's now better known as a really annoying announcer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's what but, I know. Him you know, as. it's opening day. Yeah, baseball uh, today. Well, while we're recording this, yes. And okay. It's, uh, opening day, and it's you know beautiful out and baseball. Hey, play you know, ball, America. Play ball. Exactly. And it's a good time to be an American. And Taiwan and Japan the and everywhere else. They lose again. They play baseball. Oh, well. Right? Yeah. So I got an idea. What's that? You know, everyone saw, you know those people who like, you come up, people throughout history have come up with like brilliant ideas, but then, and they're billion dollar ideas. You're saying from the get go, they don't usually probably say they've come up with a brilliant idea, but you're saying I've come up with a brilliant idea. I've come idea. up with something, like the, the guy, like they're brilliant ideas, but there's no way to monetize them. Like the guy who came up with happy hour. You know what I mean? Like that's a billion dollar idea, except for like anyone can just copy it and do it. Right? Yeah, you think one guy came up with that idea? Probably, or, or the guy who came up with like high fives or whatever. Like there's, <laughs> throughout history, right. okay, I have the new version of this. Is I, your wait? Is your idea to do a podcast focusing on who came up with great ideas? No, but that's my second. That's, that's a an, good idea. That's another good idea. <laughs> I do that every week. All right, so this idea is a podcast called Mansplaining. If we didn't already have a podcast, this would be our podcast. Mansplaining with Turner and Kaplan. Kaplan and Turner. Weber just left the, the, the studio. So Weber's we were, gone. <laughs> we just vanished. Our know. producer, Weber, has, uh, yeah, he's quit the show. You've just made us all nervous. And all, no, 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 but this? here's the twist. This is why Weber would love it. And I cleared this with a female comedian last night. She said it was genius. Okay. You have on fem- only female guests. Oh, so it's like. Uh, and so the girl I was action. talking to over at the Lantern, she was like, oh, that's actually good because it's a lot of these uh, shows don't put women on. It's like two white guys and they never have women. 
women on. Oh, white guys. We have women on a lot. I mean, it's just one thing I hate is white guys. Yeah. But we have women on a lot, but this would be only women. So she's like, that would actually be like, people would love you. Well, then it's... And all you do is they ask you, you ask them a question, uh-huh. and then before they can answer, you just tell them the answer. <laughs> you just tell them, <laughs> hey, what do you think about the economy? Uh, I'll tell you what I think about the economy. Uh, so is that what me? I, I, first of all, I don't even know what mansplaining exactly means. I, I think like, I've heard people say mansplaining. But I don't really, and I, they know that people are very upset well, about mansplaining. I don't like combination of any words. I don't like the hungry, angry. I don't like man. Well, I like, don't like words that are like supposed to be tackling some sort of discrimination that are actually really discriminatory. I agree. Like, what does that even mean? It's just like anytime a man talks to a woman, you're not a, allowed to explain things anymore in a jerky way. Is that what it is? Because like women, what if a woman does it? There is that woman explaining. I don't. Um, I no. I think that that's like. Reverse discrimination. Oh. It doesn't exist. But women to women? Because I think most... Uh, anyway, so you're saying... So mansplaining, so we're clear. Some listeners may not know this. I'll, especially I'll, I, yeah. From, from what I know, you okay. asked me a question. Yeah. No, I, I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Hey, Kaplan. <laughs> but I'm a man. Hey, so. hey Chick Kaplan. <laughs> Jeff, okay. <laughs> hey, girl Kaplan. Uh-huh. What do you think about the Yankees' chances this year? Because I'll tell you what I think about the Yankees. But so you're saying it has to start with asking a question and then telling them what you <laughs> as think? As far as I know, I, I don't thought know. it was just like getting on your pedestal and speaking in like a patronizing manner or something. Isn't that? Yeah, it could be. So like Bernie Sanders, he's mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, what, what, I, I any just, politician. Yeah, I don't even understand because like that's all like that's the history of evolution of like flirting. It's right yes. there, mansplaining. Like, <laughs> Wait, what, how so? How like so? what do men do when you meet a woman? Like, wh- I mean, you do some jokes if you got some material. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone can be funny. Most people do not have material. But people have to be interesting. Yes. So one way to be interesting is to be smart. Yeah. So, so like, did so you ma- know in the Elizabethan period? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody's going to know about the whatever period you just said if they don't, if mansplaining is not a way to meet women anymore. I know. Like, you why know do, Paul's letter to the Corinthians? Like, have you ever, I'm just going to be sexist here, but have you ever seen a woman read, read a physical newspaper on the subway? <laughs> I've never seen it. And I've been in New York my for 15 mo- years. I've seen my mom. Yeah. I've never seen the, the uh, New York Times physical copy being read before internet. Okay, but that so, could be... So I'm just saying, men are reading it. Why are we reading it? We want to have conversation pieces. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't give a crap. The women care more, probably. <laughs> we don't really care. We're, we're... You're, you're right. Like, 75% of a man's, a single man's game is being like, did you know yeah. that, and then you just say I mean, stuff. Weber used to call me Professor Kaplan, because that was oh, my really? whole game. I knew, like... <laughs> You know, if a girl wants to know about Yasser Arafat or if she wants to know about uh, <laughs> a little bit. Of, you know, I always have like a, one bit on everybody. That's it. You know, the what, guys I knew you, who did yeah, the best in college, they didn't have they didn't have deep knowledge of anything. Yeah. But they had surface level knowledge. Of, they Did you know that yeah, we they, know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the floor of the ocean? Yeah, exactly. Did you know that when you tap on the glass on a, a fish tank, it's, it sounds like thunder? To the fish, yeah. all that these stuff. are all the same stuff as stuff that like my kids are learning. So it's like great actually. <laughs> kids could teach you like things that you use in game, like random factoids about the universe. Or you gotta or, know, they know like two or three constellations. That's it. Yeah. So like, if I explain oh, Orion's belt, but if I like explain Orion's belt to a woman now, not allowed to do in that. a way that I don't think she like. If I don't think she knows what it is, now I'm mansplaining her. Yeah, I think that maybe that's what it is. If you don't think that they know, but why are we talking about it? If I if you already know about it, why would I tell you about it? So it's, <laughs> it doesn't mean, like, it's circular logic. You're right. And, and, and why do women, like, here's my question, and I'll ask this when we do this pod, I guess. <laughs> but why do women date older men? Like, it's not for the great. Like, it's, there's a certain, like, professorial knowledge <laughs> of life. That's true. In most so, movies, 
in 75% of movies that came out in the 70s and 80s, Donald Sutherland was mansplaining <laughs> yeah, exactly. to some college girl. <laughs> exactly. He was smoking a cigar. That's how Kiefer was born. Yeah, he was smoking a cigar. He had the patches. Yeah, oh, the patches. On, that- the, on the jacket. Those yeah. patches are mansplained patches. Yeah, so I'll stop mansplaining if nobody dates men Kiefer over Sutherland. more than five years your senior. Nobody dates men with patches. <laughs> yes. Women I'm talking about. If, no or, dates, guys, or guys who smoke cigars. And women don't t- date their actual professors. Yes. Anymore. Yeah. Once and that's over, Capital will stop Let's ruin it for all these men out there who, you know, this all is right. the, why they become professors, though. Then no one's going to become a creative writing teacher or like, a, <laughs> yeah. like well, that's, that's over. Society the whole, will the whole fall industry, apart. The whole, whole thing's going to crumble. Like, why are people doing anything? Yeah, everyone's going to be, what's even a profession? Everyone's just going to be like a, a, a tradesman or something, right? Yeah. But even now you can explain. Do you know that like a two by four instead of a four by eight? Wait, is it mansplaining when like a guy, like not me, I'm not a man, but like a man who can actually fix things <laughs> when he shows a woman, in, like this is what you do and you're like impressing them with your like stuff you could fix and all I think, that. I think it is. I think everything's over. Well, I'm, I'm gl- giving I'm glad that, I'm married with kids. It's over. I'm giving that <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast idea out. Away for free. Okay, but we should keep the first one about the idea about the ideas. Idea about the ideas is ours. Don't take that. Because this, I think what we're saying is you're going to run out of Lost in America segments. Yeah, soon. we got to switch at some <laughs> so point. We're already looking to bail by season three. Speaking of that, though, let's get to Lost in America. But before we do, on the pod today, we got Jimmy Brodus, the legend, the legend, James, James, Jimmy Brodus, Jimmy, James, Jimmy has lived around <laughs> the world. Yes, uh, he's he he's one of these guys who just pops up. Wherever you live in the world, wherever you are, he's there. If you're on vacation in Ibiza, uh-huh. as they say, he's just, he's, hey, I'm here for the weekend. I, I saw him in Rio once. You saw him in Rio. Yeah. I saw him in Sujo. <laughs> wow. He came to the second ever comedy show we did in Sujo, China. I ever did in my life in Sujo. He didn't even tell you he was in town. He just ran into him. Just popped up in the drunken clam. You know what? A guy like that, a well-traveled man like him. Yeah. He could do some excellent mansplaining. He, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah. And now he's getting married to uh, a wonderful Russian I, woman. And now he's having a Russian wedding, so we're gonna get. He's gonna tell us all about that. All right. Plus, he's gonna tell us about his world travels. All right. So, but but let's get to Lost in America. Play the freaking music. Welcome back. Love the music. Oh, so good. I don't think I say that enough. You don't say it enough. I love the music. <laughs> What's more annoying to the... Uh, how many times you talk about the music or the shout-outs? <laughs> Let's take a poll. <laughs> what are you guys... What are you, team shout-outs or team music? Because <laughs> the oh. music... If there's one that you can say, you can say anything you want, talk dirty about our podcast, run yeah, it through the but mud. But do it, do it during an iTunes five-star review. Exactly. And then write something negative. And That's you can't you say it. anything about the beats. Don't say anything about the beats. Yet. Don't say I'll so. You those beats. We're trying to get a hold of Blue Shirt. We might have to save him for next week. Our lawyer, Blue Shirt, he's at a bar yeah. mitzvah. Our lawyer's right ducking now. us because I haven't paid the bill in a while. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was going to offer him in stock, which I don't have the he authority always, to offer. He always has some new uh, excuse for why he can't come on this he's, week. Oh, he's I'm at, at a bar mitzvah. The, I'm at the ACC tournament. I'm at a bar mitzvah. Right. But if you want your lawyer to be going to I'm bar mitzvah, I'm hanging mitzvahs, out with Chris Christie. That means he's mixing with the, you know, 
Jewish crowd. That's true. That's he's, good for a us. A lot of our lawyers there. He's probably exchanging tips. That's true. Talking about our case. Yeah, he's working on our stuff. So we're yeah. so we're gonna have to go after Amazon next week. But lost in America. Amazon got a reprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One week. Bezos can sleep tonight. <laughs> One week, baby. So lost in America, very quickly, and then we'll get to our guest. But uh, the okay, this is a, a huge difference for me is um, between being there and being here is you get to overhear things in America. Because when you're walking down the street in China, you hear Chinese, but depending on what city you're in, you also hear the local language, which you can't always understand. Right, and they speak fast. I'm and sure. they speak fast. Yeah. And even though I do speak Chinese, if it's a foreign language, even if you speak it, you kind of zone it out. Wait, when it's Unless, not your turn, when you're not actually looking to speak to someone. Exactly. If you're just on the bus or walking down the street or whatever, you're not hearing. But in America, you just you can't help but hear it. Like you're just, yeah. I'm sitting in a coffee shop. I'm hearing. I'm. I was in Rite Aid the other day. I actually heard this in Rite Aid from the pharmacist. She was talking to the other pharmacist. These were supposed to be educated people, as far as I know. <laughs> Pharmacists, yeah. She a, says to the other guy, she goes, school. as she's presented this as a fact, she was mansplaining to him. She goes, did you know that in Australia, kids ride kangaroos to school? And the guy goes, really? And she goes, really? And he's like, I did not know that. And then they just went about their day. And I was like, that's something, first of all, completely wrong. That's not true, is it? Yeah, no, it's, it's like... Up. People, when I went to Miami, Sarah people used to be like, you're from California? I heard you guys surf to school. It's like, no, we gotta, you got you to gotta take yeah. a walk or take a bus. Yeah. So th- first of all, they don't take kangaroos. Second of all, like, they just go about d- unchecked. No one's going to stop them. <laughs> right? No idea for a pie. People who go around and just correct people. <laughs> yeah. We record it while we're doing it. <laughs> oh, God. Don't steal it. <laughs> we need Blue Shirt to cover that. And then I was in this coffee shop that you and I just went to. I was in a coffee shop. Yeah, uh, excellent soup, I just said. I also hear voice. the worst, like people hitting on other people. It's a, it's a joy in my life now that I never really got to hear because I didn't pay attention. But just like I, this guy comes in in biker biker shorts, biker short, like bike like a bicycling, like he'd been on a thirty mile bike ride. Right. Oh well, that's comes sweaty. in comes into the coffee shop. There's a girl who works there, but she's taking a break, so she's sitting there eating a salad. He sits next to her at the bar, which you saw, which is like. Wait, no so he one doesn't sits, know her. He's just sitting out at the bar. He just sits at the bar. No one sits at the bar. Everyone's at these tables. I like he, this. This guy's bald, first off. He sits next to her at the he's bar. He's biker gear. I would never have the confidence to be dressed like in biker Full, gear. It was like the cleats, too, that hook yeah. into your shoes. So as he's coming in, it's like click, 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 yeah. click. Well, like, it makes you taller, though, so that's good. Yeah. And so he's sitting there by himself, but for like an uncomfortable 10 minutes, doesn't say anything to her. Are you just, are you just staring at them? Like, how do you, are you talking I'm sitting this? there reading a book in the <laughs> okay, corner. I'm okay. working on this book. And so then. Finally, he works up the courage, and she's eating a salad, and he goes, hey, pr- pr- pretty healthy salad. <laughs> That's all he says. That's a good line. Pretty yeah. Healthy, pretty healthy and salad. And what makes it even better is she was so in her own world, she didn't really hear it, and she goes, excuse me? Right. And oh. he had to say it again. He goes, I just said pretty healthy salad. Oh, there's nothing worse, let me tell you, when you, you know, he worked up the courage and she didn't even hear him. Yeah. He should have just, like, smiled and, gone and said nothing. You or, don't repeat a bad line like that. You know that. what he should have done? Yeah. He should have said, did you know in the Byzantine Empire, <laughs> yes, salads were all they could eat. Yeah, exactly. Once, once they ran out of bread and uh, potatoes oh, during the famine. Lost opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a joy of being back home in yeah. America, is you get to just hear stupid conversations. I also think that uh, guys here need to work on their uh, game in terms of hitting on girls. Was that your, I mean, that's a small sample size. That's a small, but I, there's been other ones I can't think of. But I'll say, I will say this. When you're at the comedy club and you're around comedians, I think I'm just used to people at the height of their game because comedians are pretty good. Yeah, but they're not hitting on girls. No, but they, sometimes they do. It, probably. No, sometimes they do. They come off stage. Oh, off stage. Yeah, the but they're bar. on like a high. They're on like a comic's high. Of, 
Yeah, but they're and that like, guy's probably on a biker side. He just rode 30 miles. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have an audience, but he's just like... <laughs> Different kind of high. I could say healthy salad, and she's just going to sleep with me. Well, especially because you look like he looks like a guy who eats a healthy salad. Yeah. So, well, I think that I would... Uh, I Just going to guess, but, but I bet you this lines are worse because most people aren't used to actually talking to people anymore. That's got to be true. Like, you're very... People just sit in there... Like, like you used to be able to go to a bar... Um, and you would, like, if you were a girl by yourself, wait, like, even if you're waiting for friends or whatever, you would just assume that, like, a lot of people are going to talk to you. A lot of guys are going to talk to you. And you, whatever. You roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then cell phones were first invented. You could, like, sort of get by. No one texted, like, texting a little bit. But, like, you weren't on that. Now it's like you can just stand there when you're waiting for someone or when your friend's in the bathroom or whatever or getting a drink. And you're just on the phone. Yeah, no one. So and you can also, avoid. You can just keep your head down, and nobody's going to interrupt you on the phone unless they're going to make a line exactly. about being on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's your only <laughs> move at that point. Which Did is, you know, that Alexander Graham Bell <laughs> invented <laughs> the phone. Yes, <laughs> you got to come in. So, uh, so, you know, so I do think uh, obviously you're it, right. It, it would make it harder now to talk to somebody. Yeah, because I mean, you have to break. Their, con- their conversation they're probably not even having, but their fake conversation on the phone. It's like... You have to be more interesting than, tw- than everyone they know on Twitter or Instagram. Or it's-, it's like in the old days if someone was literally having a conversation with someone in and, front of them and, and you, you had to bust in the it. middle. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> Conversations... <laughs> <laughs> we're invented by <laughs> yeah no I mean that's, that's Cro-Magnons did not have conversations in the right. same way we did and then if they're like on Tinder or something or you know you're like interrupting like an app of some guy you know you're hitting on so, them well they're seeing yeah but you have to compete like if you're better looking than the person they're swiping on fine yes but like by saying anything like usually saying nothing is the best offense few words <laughs> yeah by saying anything, you risk, like, the, you're driving off the lot with the car. Yeah, exactly. So by talking to them now, you know, that's, you know, like if, if this girl at the coffee shop would have met this guy online, you know, she'd be like, oh, he's fit, he bikes, he eats salads. And he sounds like a great catch. Yes. But now when he's interrupting her. Plus, the other thing is people like to do stuff as long as they don't have to do it right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, she'll see him online, and she'll be like, oh, I, and he's like, you want to go out next Wednesday? And she's like, sure, next Wednesday sounds good. But if it's like, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm talking to you. It's like, ah, you're yeah. a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I notice this because people always ask me, they think, people think I do comedy like once a month in New York. I do it every single night. I'm out on stage every night. And so people will ask me, they're like, oh, I can't come tonight, but let me know next time you're on stage. I'm like, I'm on stage <laughs> in an hour. Call their bluff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and then they kind of freak out. They're like, oh, I don't know. I'm a little yeah. busy. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. So Put on the spot. I don't know. Yeah, All right. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll have to, uh, we'll, on our mansplaining pod, we'll get into more of this dating stuff, I guess, because it's a mystery. Or in someone else's when we give it to them and they make a billion kajillion dollars, yeah. just like the guy who invented Happy Hour. <laughs> All right. Oh, we have a couple uh, listener mail. We got a little listener mail we got to get to. Oh, let's get to the listener mail. All right. Listener mail. A couple people wrote in. First of all, this comes to us from Nico, who has written in before. Nico's a big fan. Nico one is of our, a big One of our top fans. Top fan, Nico. Nico, this is in reference to the Drinking It podcast last week. And uh, most of the stuff, Nico, Nico lived in China for a long time, and he thought most Did he of he know Miracle? He did know Miracle, nah. yes, and Nico he thought it was... That's cor- good drinking crew. Good, uh, yeah, me, Nico, Miracle, we got it done. Got after it. So he says, um, I'm listening to your podcast right now. Turner is the New York Times of beverages in China. <laughs> Just because he had Coke and red wine in China once 
It must be a Chinese thing. Oh, he's calling. He's that's a good callback from when you can't the New York Times for their article on the towers. Exactly, and then he says wrong. It's a Spanish thing, and we had four or five different people who yeah, all said this I, it was corroborated by a couple other fake news. It's what they do in Spain, but I no, that's I did it in China. I did it a number, a few different times, did and you, I asked my wife. She agreed that Chinese people do that. So screw you, Nico. So this is, this is like one of those things that are debated, like who invented the radio. Exactly. Spaghetti. Yes. We got like uh, multiple <laughs> spaghetti. Coke and uh, Chinese people claim they invent spaghetti. I know. I yeah. said to an Italian and see what happens. Yeah. Well, they say <laughs> they invented pizza too. Oh, and well, I'm like, then why don't they have pizza at Chinese restaurants? And they're like, because we did it so good, we didn't have to do it anymore. They, they even have. Yeah, I never heard of that. What's that I don't know. Chinese Next pizza? up comes from Jennifer Miles Peak. Oh, big fan. Big fan of the pod. She says she wants T-shirts. All right. Pod T-shirts. She says um, we can do it. That being said, thumbs up. New favorite phrase. I want a T-shirt. Problem with that shirt is I think Joe... Uh, uh, Joe Garrix? Yeah, Joe Garrix. We'll have I, think to give he, him I think he would have to give him a cut because that was his, that was 50% his line. 50% of every... No, we own it. But yeah, he, after he drank all the, all the alcohol, every single yeah. one he loved. We should have made him sign a release. No matter how bad it was. That being said, thumbs up. All right, that's a good shirt. What else can we do with shirts? I think we could do You're a Moron. You're, well, Blue's definitely going to take 100% of that. That's got to be a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all I got for right now. All right. Well, anyone else with ideas? Ideas. If you have T-shirt ideas, send them in to us. Tweet us. Lost in America can be a shirt. Lost in America pod on Twitter. Yes. Um, Lost in America pod uh, website. You can tweet us. You can uh, make designs. Do whatever you need to do. All right, let's get to our guest. Oh no, let's get to Ants. Ants, baby. Ants is, is an app. App, baby. You can find it in the App Store. Five minute voice messages. Up to five minute voice messages yep. that will link directly to Twitter, directly to social media. You can put them right out. You can record voice or music, whatever you want. Share your thoughts with the world. Let's get to Jimmy. Get to Jimmy. All right. Come on in, Jimmy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We have uh, Kaplan is gone. Uh, we're not sure where he is. He may be back sometime. He might not, but uh, we don't know. But Jimmy's here. Jimmy Brodus. Jimmy, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good, Good to be here. Welcome to the show. I've listened to a few episodes. It's nice to uh, to join you two or what do you, one yeah, for <laughs> now. And, uh, Cap in a minute. What do you think? What's your impression of the podcast? The podcast is very professional. I give Kaplan 12 minutes is the plus minus. Uh, oh, to mean when here. he'll be here? Yeah. Yes. As yeah, Kaplan was here ten seconds ago. Now he's gone uh, in podcast time, and uh, he may be back. We don't know. But uh, I want to have you on because I met you years ago. Um, you well, we met through Kaplan, I guess, right? And through Weber, um, yeah, friend of the so pod. I grew up with Weber, who went to university with your brother. Yeah, they went to Syracuse, and then we met maybe at Kaplan's wedding, or do we know each other before that? I can't remember what came I first. Think the first time we met was in Shanghai. We met it exactly through them. And so you just kind of like, I, Kaplan and I talked about this a minute ago, but you're one of those people, everyone has one of these friends who's just like, wherever you are in the world, Jimmy just pops up there. You're like on vacation in Berlin and Jimmy's like, oh, wh what bar are you at? Because I'm a block away. Well, yes. And, you know, as part of my job, I do get to travel a lot. Um, so I was in Shanghai and I knew that you were living in a nearby town. Yes. And, you know, you were gracious enough to come and meet me in Shanghai and show me some of the finer establishments. And, yeah, and we'll get to that. But let's start. Let's back up a little bit. We'll start because I know you grew up with uh, uh, in New York, in uh, New York area. Yes. Right. And then you went to Stanford. Yes. 
And you play. I know you played basketball. I tried to walk onto the Stanford team. Yeah. And I did not make the team. But you were good enough to try to walk on. Like, I can't just try to walk on. Yes, I was recruited by some smaller D3 teams. Okay, so you were a high school basketball player. Yes. And at that point, did you know, because you will get into it in a minute, you, your path went abroad. Yes. Pretty quick, right, after school. What, at what point, did you know going into college that this is what you wanted to do? You wanted to be a world traveler? I did not, um, but about my, I guess my junior year, I decided to start studying Chinese. I thought it was very interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. So I studied Chinese for a year and a half. So you say I, Chinese. And I realized that after graduation, I wanted to go live in Asia. How did, that come, how did the Chinese come about? Was this a girl? It was not a girl. <laughs> it was the library. Wait, what? Yeah. I saw some interesting books, some interesting Chinese philosophy. I started reading it. Oh. You know, so I got roped into that. Art of War. Was that um, what it was? Yeah, maybe the Tao Te Ching. <laughs> you know, the standards. But it's, it was great. And uh, yeah, so I started studying Chinese. Wanted to go over there, and yeah, I found the, the JET program. Okay, the JET program. So you started saying, which the JET program, if people don't know, is Japanese. Yes. Did you know the difference at the I time? I didn't know they were different. I figured, you know what, let's just go to Japan. It looks interesting. It looked like a good setup. Yes. Um, and I figured, you know what, I'll go study Japanese as well. So you had, before you did, because JET program is this thing where you can go teach English for one year in Japan, right? Up to three years. Up to three years yeah. in Japan. I won. I remember I wanted to do that. Initially, that was my idea, too, to do the JET program. And then I missed the deadline to apply. I got my application in the day before it was due. Really? Yes. Okay, so I missed mine. So I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. That's out. Yeah. And that, that knocked out the whole country for me. I know. Then you were done with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll go to China. That sounds good. China's great, too. Nice. And so what year was this when you moved to Japan? Uh, I was there in the year 2000. Um, you know, I was there for a year and a half. It was great, though. I was in the countryside, very small town. Um, what town were you in? I was in Osacho, which is a town of 4,000 up in the mountains of Okayama Prefecture. Which okay. Which is about, I don't know, three hours from Osaka. And how many other non-Japanese people were in your town? There was a 55-year-old woman married to a farmer in the northern part of the town. Married to a Japanese farmer? Yes. And I would see her every three months at you know, town events. <laughs> at town gatherings? At town gatherings. And what was she, she was American? She was American, and we had some very interesting conversations. About what? I don't remember. I just remember that she'd been living in the countryside of Japan for 40 years. Wow. So she had a different perspective on things. I would imagine. What was... So 40 years. So she would have moved there in like the 60s. Right. She, maybe she was in her 60s. I th she probably got married in her early 20s, moved to Japan. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were other English teachers within a half hour by car. Okay. So, you know, on the weekends, you get together. And you go to the big city. Yeah. And, you know, you get after it. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to that in just a second. Kaplan's back now. I got to go downstairs and let him in. Perfect. Hold on. All right. Kaplan is here. How you doing, Cap? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> had a little emergency. Cap had an emergency. He's I realized back. I left my kid at a birthday party in Corona, Queens. I had to go pick him up. <laughs> it was a quick trip. Yeah, I just flew got, over there. Get back in five minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fast driver when, so when we're the social services is on me. Exactly. So, so Jimmy's here. Mm. and we're just, we, we were just getting into um, what happened. The history of Jimmy. In Japan, um, when uh, you said there was, there was one lady, one American lady in your town 
But then there was like you guys were scattered all over. Was was the Jet program all Americans? The Jet program is any English speaking country with a university degree. Got it. So okay, it's basically cool. three thousand mostly twenty two year olds living in Asia right out of college. Living in Japan. Yes. Yeah, everyone's in Japan. And what were your students like? My students were basically the sons of farmers, sons and daughters of farmers between the ages of 11 and 15. The first line traditionally in the Japanese textbooks for English was, this is a pen, that is a pencil. Okay. So you'd be sitting at a bar, it's good and you'd to have know. an older Japanese man come up to you, and he couldn't speak English, and he would just say, this is a pen. <laughs> and point to his friend. That's that good for uh, is a pencil. getting a girl's phone number. Very good. <laughs> they know that. <laughs> totally and I, useless now. Pre-cell phones. He should be about pens and pencils. This is an iPhone. Should be the yeah, new one. Exactly. So I did, I had a, a good friend who got drunk one night in Okayama City. Yeah. And the next day at our conference, he said, I think I made a big mistake, Jimmy. I said, what happened? <laughs> he goes, you see that guy over there? And there was an American of Asian descent. Yeah. He goes, at three in the morning, I was walking home, a little bit drunk. I tapped him on the shoulder. I looked at him and I said, this is a pen. <laughs> and ran down the street. Oh, no. And then I realized. That'd that be a hate crime here. Yes. Yeah. So um, what did you think of expat like life? Because I loved it. Like this, you get this community of friends from all over the world, right? Everyone's there for the same reason, which is like hang out a little bit and then have a party. And or was that not the case in Japan? In China, you're it was. basically in a fantasy world. You know, yeah. you're the king I always said it was like never. It was uh, uh, where did the Lost Boys go? Uh, never Neverland. Is that what you're saying? Is that Never Neverland? Where the, is that Michael Jackson? I, I'm trying to confused. No, things. that's Neverland Ranch. Neverland Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's based off the same. Yeah, premise. no, there's definitely sort He's of a, a fantasy aspect where you're you can't do no. anything wrong. Yeah, you're you're sort of a superstar wherever you go because you're a foreigner. Um, yeah, so when I did when I did visit Sujo, you know, I could recognize some of the characters, sort of from the expat. Yeah. Okay. Bizarro, so here's the English next English teaching scene. Next question: You learn? Did you learn Japanese language while you were there? Yeah, I would say hi. You're supposed to say hi. Intermediate. Intermediate, but isn't hi? Isn't that mean yes? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> That's all I know. I think hi. And I know that you know roller coaster is roller coaster. Right. They have a lot of American words <laughs> yeah. or English words that they yes put into their own pronunciation. <laughs> Calendar. 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 Yeah. And uh, they also love that guy from the Mets, the coach. Oh, Bobby Valentine. Bobby. Bobby. Valentine. Bobby! Hey, Bobby. <laughs> That's what they say. He's a legend. That was after my time. I did, I did uh, comedy there in Fukuoka about a year and a half ago. And I went in, and it was just like, I went to this uh, Jap, uh, sushi place, like tiny little place, you know, just the bar, no seating. Yeah. And the guy um, had a, uh, it was an old guy, and he had a picture. He goes, do you know Bobby? <laughs> and he just said Bobby. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, your friend Bobby? Great. He goes, American Bobby. Like, he, like he, I figured he thought I lived there, and I just knew the Americans in town. Or you knew you know? a guy named Bobby. Yeah. Which, which wouldn't be outside of the realm, at least when I was in China. If you go to small towns, like, if there's only 10, 10 foreigners, they all know each other. And then he kept going, Bobby, Bobby. And then he goes, baseball. And I was like, Bobby, Bobby I don't know. And then he, he points to the, wall, to the wall, and it's a picture of him and Bobby, bon I mean, Bobby Valentine. And Bobby Valentine signed it. And he's like, love yeah, Bobby. He, and I was he, like, oh, Bobby. From what I hear, he's a legend. In Japan. He is, yeah. Tell our fans, it's a baseball manager from who play, was on the Mets. Not exactly... Bobby Valentine's most yeah. famous for He's getting kicked exactly. out of a game and then coming back with that um, fake nose, fake glasses, fake eyebrows, like Groucho Marx thing. No, he did that in America. He with, did? With the Mets. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. 
And he sat in the dugout under a disguise. And uh, then he ended up in Japan, and now he's a legend over there. So um, back to you. <laughs> legend. Laugh into the mic. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you did learn some of the language. Yeah, so I, I learned intermediate, intermediate Japanese. I learned some of the local dialect. Yeah, did you yeah. have to bow, like, as an American? I was not so, expected to bow, but there's an entire bowing part of the culture, right? You have to bow deeper for people that are older than you, right. more respected. You know, if they're they less respected, you, you don't have to bow as high. I so would well. someone get offended if they're like, well, he didn't really bow that far? Yeah. I'm sure. Up the bow. Definitely. And it's like a bow off where you try to, like, show you who was more when you're, respectful. When you're showing remorse, you got to really bow deep. So you'll see this on the news when you see some of these people, you know, apologizing for things in Japan. Oh. You'll see these bureaucrats. They bow. They go low. Well, I think if you really want to apologize, you kill yeah, yourself. Isn't that what they do? Seppuka. Seppuka? Is that how they pronounce it? Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's... Is that not what no, they do? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. Have you not heard that, Kaplan? I, I haven't heard. I'm not up on the ways to show respect in Japan. Yeah, at I'm, some point, you just, just kill yourself. Historical. You just die. Yeah. You bow, yeah. like, naturally. You just collapse. I don't know. You're supposed to kill yourself. So, um, and then you... Did you, because you had studied Chinese and then Japanese, did you find that they, the languages, because people always ask me this, but first of all, most people think it's the same language. Exactly. It's well, clearly the speaking, not. The it's speaking not. and listening is totally different, right? They're not even in the same language family. No, but, but they're, they're written. The, right. The Japanese use some of the Chinese writing system. So when I first got there, I was in the small town. I don't cook. I was basically eating crackers and chocolate for dinner. So okay. I finally figured out where the restaurants were. I went in, I saw the menu, and the only thing I recognized were two characters for beef. So I just oh, pointed, Neo? Yeah. So yeah. I just pointed to that. I didn't know what was going to happen. And they brought out this steaming bowl of rice with beef on top. It was beef. And it felt so great. Oh. And so that was the, the first real meal I had had in three weeks. Why did you end up in China hanging out with me? Well, for my current job, I uh, work with basically university students from all over the world. We have different programs. We bring them over to the U.S. So I was actually over in China giving a presentation to some Chinese students. For younger versions of Kaplan to hit on. Um, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And uh, yeah, you were kind enough to meet me in Shanghai. and uh, I was very kind. <laughs> and then the second year, I, we, uh, I came out to Suzhou. And when you... Oh, so the first time was in Shanghai. I was in Su Which one was the one when you came to the comedy show in Suzhou? That was the second year. I think that's when I was staying in your guest room. Yes, okay. And you came to the second ever like open my comedy show in the history of China. The in first one the we had done a month earlier. I know when it was. It was in January of 2010 when you would have come. You know yours is the first ever? Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've looked at every corner of the internet. The Guinness Records. Yep. There was no open mic anything before then. There was no local yeah, was comedy. at the Drunken Clam. At the Drunken Clam. On the Long March, they didn't have any. Nah, there was no one doing open mics. It would have helped. <laughs> yeah, so I remember... I guess I was at the Mr. Softy office, and you were running some of your routine by me. Yeah. That was back when I used to try it out on people before doing wow. it. I, it was only my second time ever doing it. In my life. I, don't remember, I don't remember the bit, but it was, it was good. It was, I don't know how good it, it would have been. Good for China. <laughs> yeah. Good for China. Yeah. I'm sure it was terrible. It was good for the second show ever in China. And second set of my life. Yeah. And then, wait, so but your job now, you, you take foreign people and you get them yeah. jobs. We offer different cultural exchange programs for students and young professionals to come to the U.S. That's why you were in China. You were recruiting people. So we have business partners in each country that actually recruit the students. 
So we go and we meet our business partners who have already screened all the participants. Yeah. And, you know, I'll go into a room with 100 Chinese students, tell them about the program, interview them, and then they come to the U.S. later. How does this interview go? Why do you want to participate in this program? <laughs> um, because my husband lives in America. I love freedom. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> I work for cheap. Yeah, it's a basic. <laughs> is that the key? I it's work a, for low minimum wage. No, that is not the point of the program. <laughs> yeah, so it's a quick interview. We test their English, and then uh, and then you literally get them into college. Well, no, then they come over, and depending on what program they're doing, they can work for the summer. They can actually do a training program based on what they studied in university. Like you um, say work, it's like the people like at the hotel or something. Sometimes, yeah. Like it, it's some, some of them do summer work, hotels, okay. restaurants, bars, and, and seasonal areas. And it's all in New York City? Or is it like, surprise, you're going to Toledo? No, no, it's all over the country. Do you know my wife? What my wife did was, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but she had a program. They came into her classroom, probably someone like you. And they go, hey, American man, raise your hand if you want to uh, work at Disney World this summer. That was probably the same visa. And she's like, yes. And she raised her hand. Mentor. And then, but no, but they bait and switched because they're like, yep, you want to work at Disney World? She goes, yes, I do. They go, well, okay, great. First, you have to go study at this place called North Dakota <laughs> for three months or four months. So she went to North Dakota for, to a North se- Dakota for a semester. She went to college in North Dakota. And Amazing. then the second, like, six, like, semester plus. A couple summer months, she went to Orlando and she worked uh, like cranking the ride at Disney World. We should get her on the pod to teach us about North Dakota. We haven't had that segment. Yeah, well, we, tell yeah. Trump to let her in. We can get her on the pod. <laughs> how many? So how many countries do By you the way, recruit from? Yeah, we recruit from over sixty countries. Oh. what's the number? What are the best workers from? We don't look at them as workers. They're students. We're the best students. <laughs> I mean, every country has their, you know. Jimmy, their don't problems. give the name of your company, and then you can say whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, every country has their positives. I can tell you the favorite country I like going to, yes. other than China. It's well, that. What's that? Um, well, I've been to a bunch, but we have a great partner in Romania, Romania? in Transylvania. Transylvania? Yeah. And he's a great, he's a great character. It's like he's out of, a, like out of a Chekhov story. A great character. Our listeners won't get that reference. And, uh, you know, you show up, he meets you at the, at the airport with a bottle of homemade brandy, Ooh, takes now- you up into the mountains, you're shooting guns. He, he actually runs hunting trips for European tourists. It's <laughs> this, one sounds of like, this sounds like my best version of America. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it was amazing. So he takes you up there, then you have some homemade sausage, you shoot guns, then he takes you out to the clubs at night. Oh. And, you know, the clubs there are great. It's in Transylvania, really interesting. And I remember one time, I mean, this guy loves hunting. All he does is talk about hunting. But he also shows you the restaurants, the bars. We're in a club, and this, you know, young woman in a very short dress and, like, knee-high boots with, like, four-inch heels walks by. Yep. And, you know, we sort of, you know, watch her walk by. And then he turns to me, and he goes, James, those boots are perfect for hunting duck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he was admiring the boots yeah, I mean, you know, he's just That's a great character And so well, you know, Lost in America, maybe we can be hiring uh, We can Interns Interns, yeah Oh, Jimmy And we can, you know, recruit you Jimmy know, James, you. can you send us an intern? Um, I don't know if you guys would pass the screening no. <laughs> What's the, how much do they have to be paid? Or is it well, they have to be paid what Americans would be paid for the same job. Oh, well, that, if that's nothing. But they cannot. <laughs> yeah, we don't they pay. Can, but they can't replace Americans. Okay. No, well, no one. We're not hiring Americans. Americans. You can prove that you can't hire any Americans. It's we, lost in America. It's a, it's a show that's a... You, can't you have Americans to be foreign to be yeah, able... To be someone who's confused in America. Or, or Kaplan, <laughs> who's had his head in the sand for 15 years. I think we'll have Turner sign the uh, documents, not Kaplan. <laughs> 
All right. So then you um, now you're getting married. I am. I'm three months out. Congratulations. Wow. Three months till your wedding. Yes. And your wife is Russian. She is. From Russia. She, she's from Russia. She's, she's been in the U.S. for about 10 years. Okay, so you didn't meet her on it. You didn't recruit her to come here and then marry her. I did not. Would that be illegal or is that allowed? It's not technically in the company guidelines, but I, yeah, I wouldn't probably try. Oh, you met her through your job? No, I met her out in New York. Oh, okay. Okay, and and you. Time to marry a Russian, though. Very smart. Well, you're hedging your bets. You're safe either way, is what's happening, right? Yeah. There was a guy in the audience last night who was Russian on a show I was doing, and uh, I was like, where are you from? He's like, Russia. I'm like, oh, welcome to your country. Yeah. How's that feel? And he was very excited. He was like, yeah, we're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. He was matter of fact about it. So um, have you been to Russia? I've been to Russia probably three or four times. How do you like it? Russia, it's it's, it's a great place to visit. I only go there in the winter usually. Here's my question I always have. Um, Is Russia, when I'm in China, because Russia's right above China, and I can't tell like what country is in the lead. I always ask Chinese people, I go, is Russia your Canada or your Mexico? And they always say Mexico, but I'm sure Russians would say something different, right? But it's the Russians, they're very proud. <laughs> what does that mean? Is yeah, that they, they think they're number one. Oh, okay. Right. No matter what. That's food and place, you know. Okay, but how do you what, what happened on your trip? You met your wife's family? So I, I stayed with her mother. Yeah, we uh I went to so I've been to Russia a few times. I've been to St. Petersburg and Moscow, but this time we went to her home city, which is Kazan, which is about an hour east of Moscow by plane. Okay. Same beautiful city. Um, yeah, it was great. it was very nice. What happens in Kazan? Kazan is actually a mix of all different cultures, um, and it's actually one of the World Cup. You know, the Russia has the World Cup, so the, one mean, of the stadiums is that's there. amazing. Oh wow, they got World Cup. What yeah. part of Russia? Where is Kaz- where is that exactly? It's an hour east of Moscow. Okay, and is it because there's like is it a kind of like a. Kazan, it sounds like the, by the stand. Is it by the stands? Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, I mean, it's, it's, it's stands, closer, all the stands. But it's, it's not, <laughs> you know, they call them the stands. Yeah, it's not a stand. Not it's, a stand. Um, but it, it's, it's an wait. Old, how did they get the World Cup? Like, because you know, power, if it isn't a lot like, of money, if it isn't you, like already so obvious well, that the World the, Cup is, so, is so like Cutter's oh no. getting it first. My God. and they can't, they don't even have a they can't even grow grass in Cutter. It's too uh, hot. No, people are dropping dead left and right building the stadiums. They're gonna be like playing on workers. a beach. Yeah, no, Russia's gonna be a good spot for the World Cup, and they you know they have ten cities I think in the country. Oh, for the World Cup, that were the different you know the different. And Putin's gonna are. fix it. The U.S. definitely does well now. That we're pro as long as we stay on his side. Right, so we got to keep Trump in office if we want to win the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. Think about it. That's <laughs> another reason to vote Trump in twenty twenty. So, uh, wait. So, what's going on in this town? Like, is it a big city, small town? Yeah, it's, an, it's an historical town. They have their own Kremlin, which I think either. Means, what is a Kremlin? I think I'm, it either means castle or wall. Because <laughs> everyone's like, the Kremlin thinks this. Yeah. So I'm like, you, I don't think anyone knows what that means. So they have their own Kremlin, which is the old administrative center of the city. Um, and I think it was on a trade route. So it's actually a big city where all different cultures have mixed together. So Wait, but what does the Kremlin mean? Does anyone I know? I think it means castle or wall. So when our media um, all is like talking about the Kremlin, they're just talking about... I mean, the Moscow Kremlin is the center of the, the Russian It's government. like how they say Washington. Like, oh, Washington thinks blah, blah, blah. Is you that- know, I mean, outside of Russia and probably outside of Kazan, the Kremlin means the Kremlin in Moscow. And it means the, it means the Russian government. 
It's the part. The, it's the yeah. way they it's use. It's the center of Moscow, surrounded by walls where all their offices are and all these old cathedrals are. Got it. Okay. And, and we'd use it as a term to reference of, the, the whole of government. government. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I didn't know if it meant the FBI or something like that. Like yeah. I thought it meant like oh, that's that. That's the KGB. Like this, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the KGB. All right. There, we're learning stuff. We're learning. There we go. And so then in Kazan. about a new overlords. What do you? It's people from all. It's mix of cultures. You don't think you think of Russian as like all white people? Yeah. I mean, no. Russia has a Russia has a huge mix. And in Kazan, it's actually in Tatarstan. Which is oh, that is sounded a like a stand. stand. You're right, it is a stand. <laughs> so Tatarstan is sort of this independent, not independent, but they have their own administration. It's just a, basically a state in Russia. But, but they're not controlled by Russia. They, I mean, they they do report to the, the, the you know the central government. Oh, they do. Yeah, because I've heard there's places over there where it's just kind of like no man's land. I don't know if that's in Russia or it's in Eastern Europe, but some countries that aren't really recognized by the world, but they're just kind of like taken over by certain people. Yeah, that's that's in different countries. That's not. Yeah, that's not. Why are you winking at me when you tell no, me that? Because, no. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Who we need to send him on our podcast to start talking about? Exactly. I feel like this is a setup here. Are you a are you a mouthpiece for the yeah. Kremlin, Jimmy Brodus? I am just reporting on geography. <laughs> Jimmy's almost as likely to be a spy as your brother. Jimmy's been talking like a robot this whole podcast. Yeah. Not for America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I visited. We stayed in the in her apartment. Very nice. Um, Do they have um, in like insulation in the they apartment? They do. I mean, they have to. Oh, because it's so cold. Yeah, yeah. Because where I was in China, they did not. Yeah, they're used to after thousands of years of the Russian winters. They know how to deal with with the winter. That's true. And what do they do for fun? We, uh, you know, we had some vodka. We walked around, went to some restaurants. I actually did go to one bar. It was called IPA. And nice. It was like oh, basically Russian hipsters. No. Everybody had a beer. They had 20 oh, different man. IPAs on Now, top. I don't want to be Russian anymore. I'm fired up. If we're going to get he it. Hates hipsters. I, I'm anti-hipster. I know you live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is like the uh, home. The app. I felt very comfortable. It's the Mecca. Did they pray to <laughs> your way? <laughs> they pray to Williamsburg when you were in Japan? I mean, in, in <laughs> Russia? <laughs> they don't pray. <laughs> they don't Russian hipsters. What is their what is their religion? Well, I mean they have the, the Russian Orthodox Church, but you is your because you're Jewish, is your wife Jewish? You're no, Jewish. she's not. But they have I mean they have all they have all religions there. I mean actually in Kazan, it's a mix of uh Christian, Jewish, Muslim, everything. It's all mixed together. Do okay. Practice or um, well, they have they have churches, they have mosques, they have a synagogue. Oh, a synagogue. They actually have a church of all religions. Ooh. I hate those. Those are my least. I can't stand it's those. One of their like, attractions, like non-denominational. Like fucking pick a denomination. Yeah, come on, yeah, pick a side. Yeah, <laughs> the whole point of religion is to hate other people. You exactly. Like, I like everybody. What's fun What's if you're like you get along with everyone? You gotta feel superior. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. so okay, and then you guys are planning on living in the United States. For yeah. The, so we're gonna we, we're gonna live in the, the U.S. Uh, we're getting married in three months. What's the wedding going to be like, Russian style, American style? It's going to be American style. Okay. Yeah, we have about 120 people. She's probably has about 30 coming over from Russia. Um, cool. You know, it's just going to be pretty mellow. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have vodka and ahura. You have to. Ahura is the, uh, what is that? Is yeah. the Jewish circle dance. Sure, oh, I know ahura. that. That's where you dance on the chair. I mean, yeah. they throw you up on That's the chair? You, you, put, you get on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so you're mixing. You're doing a horror. Eighty percent of the reason I'm having a wedding is for the horror. Okay, yeah, yeah it looks fun. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, I've held the chair <laughs> at around twelve straight Jewish weddings. Like, I need to get into the chair. Always yeah. the hair, the uh, chair holder, never in I the need chair. To be yeah. up in that chair. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, when you're holding good. the chair, you got to avoid disaster. You gotta, you gotta get the person in the chair into the pocket. Right. Into it's, the pocket. You gotta get them. You gotta get them leading back. 
Because if they're leaning, if they're straight up. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. It has to be recliner. Yeah, yeah you got to get a reclining because if not, you get the adrenaline going. I mean, I think at my fourth wedding, we dropped the mother of the bride. Your fourth well, wedding? How many yeah, times have you been married? Well, I'm no, saying my, my fourth, fourth, fourth. Oh, I see. Oh, you dropped the mother of the bride. We did, and I was one of That's the last. the worst person, people to drop other than the bride. Yeah, and I was one of the last people invited to that wedding. So it was. And were you blamed? I wasn't, but I didn't care. I didn't feel a connection. <laughs> Can I tell you that. <laughs> was she okay? It was fine. There was silence. Yeah. Like, there was silence. The horror music was still playing. She mm. got up. And then, you know, we kept... You dropped the whole chair or she just fell forward? No. <laughs> like, like the problem was people got too excited uh, and she was ejected. <laughs> ejected? <laughs> that's the problem. That's why you got to get... She flew up. out you and up? seem like you're like holding up. You got it. That's why I learned... She literally went like yeah, goose she, yeah, she in uh, Top Gun? she landed and that's when I learned you got to get them in the pocket. Because yeah, if they're not in the pocket, Practice at a bar mitzvah happen. when they're lighter and it's easier to get them in the recliner. Yeah. Before, you, before you start, that's like the minors, then you move on to the wedding. Oh, you start with the little kids, the 13-year-olds at the bar mitzvah. Yeah, so now, that's now, easy. Now, yeah, now you go in, I always go in early, and I take the back of the chair, and I <laughs> yank it back. Yank back. All right. And at that point... Seasoned veteran. Yeah. Seasoned veteran. Jimmy Brodus. Can I tell you the Gentile version of this? At, 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 as uh, my brother's wedding and a couple other weddings I've been to, you try to get all the family members... At least at the the night before, right? Like the rehearsal dinner party, whatever. You get everybody to do uh, to do keg stands, and yeah. if you can get, we were like this close to getting my dad to do a keg stand, like because once everybody's kind of doing it, you can get the momentum going, and then you get the mother of the bride up there. There's no worry about issues with the back for the next day. No, I think there probably is, but I mean, it's the same. We're not ejecting people out of the keg. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably do both if you could really like lift. A, I don't know. It's got to be a way to combine them. Probably. So, Jimmy, what's your next country you're going to? Um, I am going to Copenhagen. Denmark. For, for one, one of the bachelor parties. Oh, not, oh, for, not for work, for pleasure. No, not for work, yeah. You're, what, you have two bachelor, how many bachelor parties? I don't know. I'm going to have one in New York. I'm going to have one. I mean, you guys are invited to both, of course. When's the New York one? Let's invite the listeners. Let's go to the Denmark one. It's going to be <laughs> early June. Early June. You hear that, podcast fans? Yeah. <laughs> if you're fans of this episode yeah, We're going to be hanging out in early June Nobody's showing up <laughs> In New York somewhere Nice, alright, what do you got to plug, Jimmy? I got nothing, man Nothing. I'm just, just here for the love of the podcast Just Jimmy! He's just here to be Jimmy Alright, let's get to the news Get to it Everybody, uh, all right. Let's. We got the news. First thing in the news. Well, first of all, wait. I wanted to start by. I don't know if I did this. I want to promote uh, the shows I'm doing this Wednesday. So today, when this podcast comes out, podcast comes out today. Go down to the Lantern on Bleecker Street. I'm headlining April 5th at the Lantern in New York City, doing a headlining show. Jimmy's gonna be there. I will be there. I've worked the door there. Jimmy's hanging out. Jimmy has helped out down at the show, and uh, yeah, he'll be there. It's going to be a blast, so come on down. Now let's get to the news. We're going out to Asia for this in honor of Jimmy. Top Tibetan Lama gives up being a monk to marry his childhood sweetheart. A top Tibetan Lama? A Lama is another word for a monk. Oh, so it's not an animal. <laughs> uh, lama is, like an of monk llamas. <laughs> Since he was a boy, 33-year-old 33, 33 Dorjai has claimed to be the 17th reincarnation of Karmapapa Lama. 
Is that a common claim to be the 17th reincarnation? I mean, there's a lot of people claiming that, but no, I think he's that's, the only one at 17. That's a pretty distinct cousin, like 17th reincarnation. This is not a cousin. It's not a cousin. I mean, it's distinct, like, big deal. I'm the 17th reincarnation. Like, what is it? Well, that's, that's a why long you, way of, you know, well, like, seven degrees of... They always say when you lie, you pick something specific, right. and then people will believe you, right? Like, that's about as close as I am related to Jared Kushner. In all <laughs> so, Do you have a relation to Jared? Yeah, I'm his, like, I'm a very distant cousin. No way! Yeah, I'm related to the president, you know. About the same as this monk is. Whoa! This is reincarnation. This is not. Oh, it's not related. Kaplan, are you getting a cabinet spot? I'm, I'm you are a Kohen. I am. <laughs> well done. Well so done. They gotta give He's you a spot to the cabinet. So let me continue on with All this right. story. The leader, this guy claims to be the leader of one of the four major schools of Tibetan Buddhism. However, his office gave um, his followers quite the shock on Thursday with a surprise announcement that he was giving it all up, giving up his seventh. So he's now no longer. He doesn't care that he's the 17th reincarnation because he wants to marry this chick. What do you have to say? I feel like it'd be a better When's the story? wedding? Yeah. <laughs> When's the wedding? What does she look like? Where's the bachelor Wait, party? First off, do we have a picture? We, nah, no, there's no picture. Because I need to know like how hot she is to know if it's worth giving up. Yeah, I think up. it's eight. You got to be an eight and a half or above. Yeah. No one, you can't give up the seventeenth reincarnation to marry a seven. But also, you're right? saying, yeah, exactly, <laughs> seven. I mean, you're also <laughs> saying he's only thirty three. So like, this story to me is like maybe he just couldn't like get laid until like he's. It's not old enough. If he was older, this would be a better story. I'd be yeah, like, wow. well, there's that thing. He waited all this time, and now you know, like those guys in high school who were <laughs> like. Oh, I'm saving myself for marriage because yeah. I'm Christian, but really they just can't get laid. Yes, that's maybe what that's what he was doing. And then the minute they have to, they uh, they're able to get is, laid. At what point is he expected to take on his role as the 17th reincarnation? Right. And what is that? When does that start? And when is he bailing? I think it's <laughs> at the same time as his wedding. Very Although I'm I'm making that up. Very interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's a great. Women love to change men, and there's no greater change than like this guy. That's true. They're like, you know what? You are the 17th reincarnation, but. I think we can tweak it. I can make you better. <laughs> I, can, I can show you my boob. Classic, classic girl move. Yeah, well, great job by her. Listen, you monk. Jimmy's shaking his head. Do you disapprove of this? I don't disapprove. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I'm enjoying it. Last story of the week, and then we got to get out of here. All right. You got train to catch. We're going to end on this. I got a show to get to. KFC China is developing facial recognition self-serve restaurants, Cap. All right. You want me to tell you what that means? Uh, yeah. The smart restaurant, um, the smart restaurant in quotations, considers your age, weight, gender, and mood when ordering. Based on a complex algorithm, it quickly determines what the customer would like to eat. For instance, a kiosk, the kiosk, it has a picture here of a guy like standing in front of this kiosk that's scanning his face mm -hmm. at K Kentucky Fried Chicken. For instance, the kiosk recommends the aforementioned crispy chicken hamburger and chicken wings to a 21-year-old male. On the other hand, a 50-year-old female receives a meal recommendation of soybean milk and porridge. This feels like something they cannot do in America. <laughs> you definitely cannot. This is racial <laughs> this profiling. Is so uh, women are going to be insulted. I mean, either way, right? I, I don't. I well, and if you're a fat guy, it's like, oh, you need two helpings. You know what I mean? What if it recommended the fat guy something healthy? Do they have anything else? Either way, it's offensive, isn't it? Oh, you yeah. need like five. You need two chicken buckets or like, whoa, whoa, slow it down, buddy. You're just getting corn. I mean, I'm just thinking, what would, for Turner, what, what do you think they'd recommend for you? For me, they'd probably try to pork me up a little bit. A little bacon wrapped bacon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They could easily, they would see that I'm, I'm a, I'm a um, devout Methodist <laughs> and they'd be like bacon on everything. I, mean, I only like white meat chicken, so I hope they would be able to determine that. Do you think they could tell? They should. All right, well, that's a good place to end. Jimmy. It was great to be here. Thank you for being on the pod. 
Yeah. You know, maybe so I'll come back thrill. after the uh, either the bachelor party or the wedding and. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got to find out what happened. So we got. I I can give a recount. All right, guys, thank you for coming out. Jimmy, thanks for being on the pod. Cap. Jimmy, I'll see you tonight at the at the show. Can't wait to see it, man. You got what? You got a 20 minute set coming up? 20, 30 30 minutes, minutes, yeah, something like that. Whatever's on my mind, I'm going to speak the truth, baby. All right. Yeah. The truth. That's it. The truth of power. Exactly. Cap, what should we do? I'm going to drink the Sephora. I'm going to get lost. Hey, get lost.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.